1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call QuickGrainger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
2: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neal, and Jeff, this is Triviality.
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Hi, I'm Ken. Uh, welcome to the show. It's a very special one. We got Jeff in the studio across from me.
2: And that's it.
3: We got Matt on the, on the, on the computer.
4: I'm on the computer.
3: And uh, Neil's feeling a little under the weather. His voice is a little shot. He's got to stop. Uh, he went to a BTS concert, I believe, and was screaming all night long. So he lost his voice. Story checks out, yep. That. Yep, that's definitely what happened uh how you guys doing good oh Happy great to be here glad uh feeling feeling ready for a, a game of trivia today i think so
2: yeah
4: mm-hmm.
3: that's I'm a watching good... a lot of
4: jeopardy i'm ready to go
3: that's a good sign because we oh, have uh...
2: is that because you get it in prime time where you're at now
4: <laughs> yeah i love the 8 p.m jeopardy it's uh, awesome
2: i i wish
3: the 3:30 chicago nonsense yeah well that's uh that's a great sign that you guys are ready for some trivia because guess what we got to play some uh, right. let's start with our guest today uh, as we said we're, we're trying to bring in some uh, classic patreon supporters patreon classic as we call it uh, this uh, first one is a savage superstar he joined patreon on February 6 2018 very very close to the beginning of our of our adventure here and we can't thank him enough for that uh, Scott Barber welcome back to the show
0: Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. I'm um, uh, yeah. Um, I like I like classic rather than old. Yeah. I, I get old <laughs> a lot. So so uh, yeah, classic works a lot better. I like that.
3: Yeah. Nice to see you again as always. But can you remind the uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, Scott Barber out of uh, West Virginia. Um, just a CPA. Uh, worked for the Treasury Department, of the federal government. Boring accountant, as I like to say. And uh,
3: but an interesting just, man.
0: Well, you know, people say that, but I think it's like accounting level interesting. Like okay. I say, I'm funny for an accountant, and I'm interesting mm-hmm. for an accountant, which the bar is pretty low. So <laughs> expectations stay low with that kind of a career choice. I think,
3: but I think but at the office, you're in the top like 95th percentile. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm the wild man at the office for <laughs> for, for the accountants. You know? Lampshade firmly on exactly the agree, right. <laughs> Wonder... he
3: saves his dinner till 6 30 p.m yeah oh yeah right.
0: yeah no blue plate here thank you very much
3: <laughs> well, wonderful to see you again as always and uh, before we play we're going to need a host and today that is savage superstar who joined uh fairly recently a couple t- couple two three years ago uh that is uh kylie diggs thank you so much for uh being here
5: hey thank you for having me i'm excited
3: yeah can you tell us a little bit about yourself
5: Yeah. uh, My name is Kylie Diggs. I live in Mesa, Arizona, and I am a trivia writer. I uh, run Brainwave Trivia. And if you are in the crop on Facebook, you see that uh, I do like the weekly picture puzzles that go in there that's something that comes from brainwave trivia so it's a just a trivia subscription service and i write games that get hosted in bars across the country every week and i also uh, do hosting here um, in mesa and gilbert a couple of bars that i do weekly games at and a little freelancing on the side but mostly just hashtag trivia life
3: and congrats on going full-time with your trivia adventure
5: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Yeah, it's very cool. I'm
2: mm-hmm. uh, I'm always excited to see the puzzles come out in the crop. Those are so Can't hard to me. Nope, Other no people way. are doing
3: them. <laughs> I know that they're not hard for uh, everybody, but they're hard to me.
2: Some people, uh, well, you, you can, if you can get like one, two, maybe that third one, you can kind of claw your way in there yeah. and it really breaks the door. I wide always open, have fun
3: but... checking them out, though.
2: Yeah, I'm always like, as soon as the answers are spoiled by people smarter than me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Interesting,
3: yeah. <laughs> Kylie has written a game for us today, and we're excited to play. But first, we need some teams. It's going to be Scott and Matt. Any team name for you guys?
4: Uh, we talked a little bit about accounting, uh, being big fans of 90s bands. Uh, Scott, what did we come up with? I think we came up with Accounting Crows. Accounting mm-hmm. Crows. A great
3: name. Yeah. And uh, since uh, me and Jeff are in the studio and we're a team, uh, sticking with the 90s band theme, we'll be Hootie and the Brofish, because we're bros. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Them's the rules. Uh, I think we're ready to play. So, Kylie, you want to take it away?
5: You bet. So, round number one, question one. Your category is, well, he wasn't wrong. When George Clooney took the stage to accept his Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in 2006, he opened his speech by quipping, all right, so I'm not winning director. Clooney was the first person to be nominated on the same night for directing and acting on two different films. For five points, what film was he nominated as Best Director? And another five points, what film did he win for acting? A bonus five, if you can name the director he lost to later that night, fulfilling his prophecy.
3: We're going to go ahead and lock in on this one. Uh, not super sure, but we at least have a guess. So
0: so i pretty sure Siriana is what he won best supporting in i'm not sure who directed that i don't think he did Uh, i know the descendants came out around the same time i'm not even sure if he directed that but i think descendants might have been the movie he directed that was nominated maybe Mm -hmm. and we're just going to guess peter jackson for return of the king as the director he lost to
3: okay um we put up in the air as uh Maybe the acting Mm -hmm. one, uh, Siriana as the one that he directed, and Scorsese as the director that he lost to.
5: Okay, so a little bit of points here. The movie that he won for Best Supporting Actor was Syriana, so that'll be five points for Accounting Crows. The movie that he was nominated for Best Director but lost was the Edward R. Murrow movie, Good Night and Good Luck. Oh. And uh, that year was the year that Crash won Best Picture, but Best Director went to Ang Lee for Brokeback Mountain. Oh, oh that's right.
3: Good reasoning, guys, though. Now we were no, both I really close,
0: <laughs> but who did who did a direct crash? Just out of curiosity, now.
5: Paul Haggis, I think.
3: Yep, like I said, yeah. nobody mm. that you need to know. nailed that for sure. All right, well, we, good we, job we picking know. up a few points on that one. Uh, Let's dude. get number right. two.
5: Question two, category is a little monkey business. A Japanese snow macaque named Darwin became an internet sensation in 2012 when he was spotted wearing a fabulous shearling coat, wandering around the parking lot and entrance of what major retailer? The source of his meme name.
4: Oh, this showed up in my memories very, very recently, so we can lock it. I have Good. not
3: so seen this. know you, Matt? Do you? A Do monkey
2: you know in a, ma- a macaque monkey dressed up in a, in a nice fancy coat,
3: coat. Burberry. The Burberry
4: Monkey?
2: I I mean I could see a Burberry macaque.
3: Okay. Burberry. Or Burberry.
4: Uh this monkey was very notable because he looked a lot like Joe Namath in his coat. Uh this was the IKEA monkey.
5: That's correct. It was the IKEA monkey.
4: This nice is my job. specialty. I'm I feel bad, <laughs> but it is. I
0: remember the I remember the seeing the clip. I didn't remember the store. So good job, Matt.
3: I asked me mm-hmm. a question about Pizza Rat, where where it will be good. <laughs> yeah.
5: Question three. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. Introduced by Honda in 2000, what humanoid robot has had adventures around the world to promote science and technology research, including ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange, conducting the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and dancing during an audience with then Prince Charles? The company officially retired the bot in March 2022, citing a new focus on practical applications of the technology he helped develop.
3: And an accidental outburst of killing all humans. Uh, But we are uh, locked in.
5: Oh, you know
4: this robot. Are you familiar with this robot? Not in the least. I didn't know this existed until just now. I'm not familiar with this robot at all, no.
0: Usually something like that that bounces around for two decades usually doesn't escape a lot of blind spots with me because this is right in the... Yeah, right in the wheelhouse of stuff that I should know and just for whatever reason don't. Yeah, I've got nothing with this.
4: Okay, well let's go thinking it's a Toyota robot, right? That's what they said. Honda, mm-hmm. Honda robot, or
0: the Honda, Honda robot? Yeah,
4: I think it would have a happy Americanized name. What about like Tom the robot?
0: yeah he jumped from my space and uh, ended up becoming (laughs) the uh, robot for Honda I like it let's go with it
2: I'm assuming that the um, name was science fiction inspired um, because it's it's close to a science fiction writer and I believe this is Asimo
5: that's correct it is Asimo interesting Asimo is adorable that's why yeah he's toddler sized he dances around (laughs) <laughs> um apparently so he was uh I've read that he was named uh for Isaac Asimov but then they created a backronym for his name so it stands for advanced step in innovative mobility.
3: Sure it is. Mm.
5: Mm-hmm. No that's
3: the
0: backronym. Yeah you fit it yeah. after the fact. Yes. Yeah they just need to get to the 5th iteration like, of him so like that every way bill. it's Asimov5 so that that's really Asimov
5: All right, question number four. There's an app for that. The logo for Snapchat features a yellow background and the outline of a ghost whose name is an homage to a member of what seminal rap group whose debut single Protect Your Neck was released in 1993? Five bonus points to also give the ghost app icon's nickname.
4: I think I know this one, Matt. I 100% know the group, but we we can chat about the... Or I, I think
0: I know the nickname too, but yeah, I think I know. I know the group. I think I know the nickname.
3: All right, these guys are locked in. Um, are we thinking it's Wu Tang? It is Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. So should the ghost just be named Wu?
2: Well, Ghostface Killer was in Wu Tang Clan,
3: right? But the ghost surely isn't named Ghostface Killer. <laughs>
2: he could be, or or the RZA. Mm -hmm, Or Old dirty Bastard. I mean, these are all great ghost names. Say Wu
3: the Ghost. Okay. No? Sure. All right.
4: Yeah, we we definitely know that it's Wu-Tang, and I I was leaning towards Ghostface. What about you? I think it's Ghostface Chilla. Is it Ghostface Chilla? That sounds amazing if it is, so that's what we're going to lock in with. Okay.
5: All right, so uh, he was named in honor of Wu-Tang Clan, 10 points for both teams, and the... Icon's nickname is Ghostface Chilla.
4: Wow. So 15 for them. Nice. <laughs> All right. Nice. Cool. In those meme points.
3: All right. Let's get one more question. Then we'll find out how badly we're getting beat by.
5: Category five I'm going to have an art attack. Jeff Koons holds the record for the most expensive sculpture by a living artist sold at auction, $91.1 million in 2019 for his 1986 stainless steel piece that is named for and resembles an abstract version of what animal? Have you heard of this one, Jeff? You sounded like you had.
2: Yeah. I, I dabble in the, the luxury art markets. Um, (laughs) meaning you look
3: at stuff online.
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, well, I'm fascinated by, you know, it's it's ways of of you know money laundering and well, maybe you'd like
3: to buy one of my paintings, <laughs> one of my child's paintings. Oh, well, unless uh, you know, not my child's paintings, but like my childlike paintings. Do you accept Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. I'll, well, I'll Gary You made
4: millions off it, just so you know. Same thing. We'll lock in. All right. So they are locked in. How much do you know about high end sculpting art? <laughs>
0: Not a lot, especially with uh, currently living artists. Yeah. If it was some of the classic ones, yeah, the famous, ones, the, the famous you know. ones, and the ones that are you know mm-hmm. high end paintings that were sold. Um, it seems like art questions always hit me that one layer <laughs> past where I where I'm really yeah. decent at. So,
4: well, I'll tell you this. Uh, initially, for some reason, giraffe hit me in the face, and I don't know why. But i think that a giraffe sculptor sculpture would be very fun and you can make it very abstract
0: i like it let's go with it
2: yeah i'm i'm definitely thinking of another artwork um but we said shark
5: so no points on this one mm. it is a rabbit mm-hmm. yeah stainless yeah. Right steel right rabbit I, I are you thinking about now.
0: the shark are you thinking about the shark that's enclosed in yeah. the yeah yeah I, in formaldehyde by um... yeah one in formaldehyde that's yeah, right i'm yeah. trying to remember yeah. Can't remember who did it either. Again, one layer past where I'm good at.
3: Well, let's get the scores really quick, and then uh, Jeff will pull up that artist that he's thinking of. Uh, we just yanked in 20 points on this one. How about you guys?
4: And we are at 30 points.
3: All right, so not as uh, bad of a beating as I expected, uh, just thanks to those bonus points for you. All right, let's get uh, number six.
5: Question six, category, In the Swim of Things. What flamboyant US swimming bro found himself in a mess of controversy during the twenty sixteen Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, when he falsely claimed he had been held at gunpoint and robbed by men wearing police badges. Turns out he drunkenly vandalized a gas station and had an altercation with some security guards, for which he later apologized. Definitely not a situation to make you say cheer. Yeah.
2: We are in. Did you get find that artist? That was Damien Hurst. Was the one I was cool. That's
0: right. His name is hers.
4: And we're locked in. Um, was this was this Ryan Lochte? That's what I have written down. It was Ryan Lochte. Yeah, it, was like it wasn't Phelps. Phelps is nope. a lot. So I'm I think...
2: pretty sure it was Ryan Lochte.
4: Yeah. OK, we can lock in. I'm pretty in. confident about that. Lock in with Ryan Lochte. That's
2: why I said we're in and not locked in. Uh, yeah, we said Ryan Lochte.
5: <laughs> Ryan Lochte is correct. Points for both teams. All he has right. a very
2: punchable face. Oh. He does have a punchable
5: <laughs> face, right?
0: Evidently, it's very punchable.
2: So. <laughs> All
5: right, question seven Give my regards to Broadway. Billy Porter won a Tony in 2013 for his role as Lola in Kinky Boots, a musical with a book by Harvey Farstein and music and lyrics by Cyndi Lauper. The show was based on a 2005 film of the same name that starred what actor as Lola? This man earned his first Oscar nomination playing Solomon Northup the year after Porter took home his Tony.
3: All right. A lot of this question sounds like super familiar, especially the name Solomon Northup, and I just can't seem to place it. So we're going to lock in with a guess. Um, I'm not feeling very confident, though.
4: Yep. We are also in the same boat. Uh, Scott, you had... Some frame of reference, you said it's the guy from Twelve Years a Slave. I think yeah. it's the
0: I think it's the main character from Twelve Years a Slave movie. I haven't seen, and, <laughs> um, and, and for lack of not being able to pull the right answer, we just guessed Chadwick
3: Boseman. We're gonna go with uh, Hugh Jackman just because we know he's a musical actor.
5: So you were very close to it. Accounting Crows uh, Solomon Northup is the protagonist of Twelve Years a Slave, and that actor was Chiwetel Ejiofor.
0: That was it. That's it. He he played
5: Lola in Kinky Boots, the movie. I had no idea. All right. Question eight. Category is you are what you eat. For people eating a vegan diet, a good substitute for egg whites in cooking and baking is the viscous liquid found in cans of legumes like chickpeas, which has what name derived from the Latin for bean and water?
2: Okay, resident vegan. uh, I'm going to let you.
3: I've never put bean juice in. Anything so
4: One cup of bean juice please mm, mm, mm.
3: We're gonna take Le from legume and Mame kwa from kwa Japanese for bean And qua from Aqua and It's called liqua
2: Kwa I, I believe that's how you pronounce La
4: Croix incorrectly <laughs> yeah, I got a six pack In my fridge right now um, Scott do you
0: <laughs> What do you know about bean water uh, Not a lot um, not a lot at all. Don't know mm-hmm. the first thing about bean water other yeah. than I do not want to eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I know about bean water. I don't know. I, I crack
2: it. open that can of, uh, black Just Drink beans it straight. The, yep.
0: Yeah. Sweet, sweet bean water. All right. Yeah. So a tap. Brec- e- breakfast of champions. Yeah. 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 Sounds like a double yeah. tap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: All right, so this uh, viscous liquid is called aquafaba.
3: Oh, I have heard of that. I just never put it Hmm. together that that's
5: what that was. All right, question number nine. Fake it till you make it. Pronounced zygomatic arches have long been a standard of human beauty, and you can watch endless hours of YouTube beauty tutorials to help you fake them if you weren't born with them. What are they better known as?
2: Yeah, I think we're locked in.
5: Well.
0: First thing I think of is cheekbones, but... If,
4: I think uh, it might be based on the hours of YouTube tutorials or whatever she said. I think it might be eyebrows. Oh, okay. Well, I think there's a lot of eyebrow TikTok and Snapchat, and I've seen a lot of them um, through osmosis. Uh, I don't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> well, I have wonderful brows. Uh, we, we can... <laughs> <laughs> it with eyebrows,
2: sounds good. Yeah, we locked in with cheekbones.
5: Points for Hootie and the Brofish. It is uh, cheekbones.
4: Uh, you win. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Question ten is a before and after, so it's going to be two clues, and they will squish together with a shared word in the middle. The iconic aluminum foil wrapped chocolate with a flat bottom teardrop shape is waiting in the dressing room of the actors starring in the Cole Porter musical based on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew.
4: One more time.
5: The iconic aluminum foil wrapped chocolate with a flat bottom teardrop shape is waiting in the dressing room of the actors starring in the Cole Porter musical based on Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew. So the musical is the second part.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I think I got I think I got a guess. man that
3: look but, great?
2: I mean, that's, I have the first part in agreement with you, but...
3: All right, so obviously the first part is Hershey's Kiss, and that's where it gets more difficult. So we're looking for a musical that starts with the word kiss. Oh, is it Kiss, kiss Me, Me Kate? Kate? All right, I think we're going to go Kiss Me Kate. <laughs> Hershey's Kiss Me Kate.
4: Scott, is that what we went with? That's what we went with. Oh,
3: Hershey's right. Kiss Me
0: Kate. That's what I have written down.
5: And that's exactly right.
2: Good job, both teams. I heard Neil mention that like four or five times.
3: I didn't know it was about uh, Timmy of the Shrew. But uh, at the end of the first round, it looks like uh, we're in a dead heat. I'm pretty sure. We got 50 points, and you got? We added 20 more,
0: so we have 50 points. Very cool.
3: All right. Uh, And let's uh, move along to the swing round. What did you have prepared for us today?
5: All right. So it's swing round. It takes three. Each of these rounds questions are in the form of a tribond. Find the common denominator from each set of three clues. Every answer is a single word. So even if the clues lead you to something that has multiple words, the answer to the tribond will be a single word. All right. Number 1. Winnie the Pooh's imaginative friend, host who offered audiences champagne wishes and caviar dreams, the first Mrs. Mike Tyson Question two, the appropriate time for Topaz, Axl Rose's favorite kind of precipitation, a 2001 tearjerker starring Charlize Theron and Keanu Reeves. Number three, call for the breakup of a military formation, entry in the Mission Impossible franchise, a popular post-apocalyptic video game. Number four, a hatchet-wielding prohibitionist, a Manolo Blahnik-wearing a New York single gal, a blood-drenched telekinetic. Number five, a frequent partner of assault, Manhattan's southernmost park, a baseball team's number one and number two. Number six, a long, generally piled-high sandwich, Shakespeare ingenue who fakes her death, early Mariah Carey ballad. Number seven, what Wendy Darling Men's for Peter Pan, Dodge model produced from 1987 to 1994, the guy who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. Number eight, famed portrait by Dutch artist Vermeer, Jack Sparrow's first desire, funnier die, foul mouthed toddler. Number nine, pink animated character voiced by Anna Kendrick. Presidential patriarch's family nickname. One of the ingredients in an everything bagel. Number 10. Crazy Town's one-hit wonder. One-fourth of the individual medley. Opener of the Reading Rainbow theme song.
3: I was going to say you could have just stopped right after Crazy Town. But uh, (laughs) we'll, uh, we'll be thinking about these answers and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back uh, from our short break. And I just want to remind everybody hey, uh, we do get a lot of our funding from Patreon, including these lovely people who are our guests today on the show. Jeff, can you tell the the folks a little bit about our Patreon?
2: So, thank you very much, Ken. Yeah, we are seeing excellent stuff from our patrons. Uh, The last couple months in particular, we really are appreciative of all the support we get there. So, Patreon is a voluntary subscription service where, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get things like ad absolution what's that well you don't have to feel bad about the fact that you're not listening to our ads anymore so you can get ad free episodes every single episode on patreon sometimes early depending on what the production schedule looks like uh and there's so many more great perks there but if you are interested in helping us support the show directly like kylie and scott are we would really appreciate it so thank you
3: very much thank you so much and it does help us individually as well as uh carrying the show forward uh let's get our questions one more time and we'll give our answers.
5: Number one, Winnie the Pooh's imaginative friend, host who offered audiences champagne wishes and caviar dreams, the first Mrs. Mike Tyson.
3: We took it from uh, Christopher Robin and just had to assume that the other ones were Robin something. <clears throat> so we went with Robin and not Christopher.
0: Yeah, the other two are uh, Robin Leash and uh, Robin Givens. So uh, we also went with Robin.
5: Both teams are correct. It is Christopher Robin, Robin Leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and Robin Gibbons. Number two, the appropriate time for Topaz, Axl Rose's favorite kind of precipitation, a 2001 tearjerker starring Charlize Theron and Keanu Reeves.
3: Uh, We're going November, our current month.
4: Yeah, November rain was the giveaway there. We said November.
5: Exactly right. Uh November uh, November is correct. Topaz is the birthstone for November. And the movie with Charlize Theron and Keanu Reeves was sweet November.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Number three, call for the breakup of a military formation, entry in the Mission Impossible franchise, a popular post apocalyptic video game.
0: Uh Fallout. Yeah, we also went Fallout. We we went back and forth on this, and then I finally was just like, Oh, well, th- there was a Mission Impossible movie called Fallout. And so I said that Matt was like, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That That's kind of the game franchise fallout. Yeah.
5: Fallout <laughs> is correct. Number four, a hatchet-wielding prohibitionist, Manolo Blahnik-wearing New York gal, blood-drenched telekinetic.
2: There's only one blood-drenched telekinetic that I care so
5: much about. Uh, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw. Uh,
4: we said Carrie.
5: Exactly right. And the first one was Carrie Nation the prohibitionist carry nation number five a frequent partner of assault manhattan's southernmost park a baseball team's number one and number two
3: uh, we're going with battery
0: yeah i used to uh, work for uh, department of corrections and, and uh, one of the things that i was gifted from some of my fellow employees was a little salt and pepper shaker and one of them was a salt and the other one was a battery so <laughs> uh, the pepper was the battery yeah. So we also went with battery.
5: Points for both teams. Uh, assault and battery, of course, the crime, battery park, and a pitcher-catcher duo is often referred to as a battery. I
3: didn't know that. I bet you mm-hmm.
5: Matt I sure did. <laughs> Number six, a long, generally piled high sandwich. Shakespeare, Ingenue, who fakes her death, and Mariah Carey Ballad.
2: Can do this one pretty quick, uh, which makes him my hero baby, so. Yeah. hmm
4: Yeah, if you're holding out for a hero, you don't have to wait too long. We also said hero.
5: That's correct. A hero sandwich, a hero from Much Ado, About Nothing, and the song Hero. Number seven, What Wendy Darling mends for Peter Pan, Dodge Model Produced from 87 to 94, Guy Who Knows What Evil Lurks in the Hearts of Men.
3: Going with Shadow.
0: We also went with Shadow.
5: You're both right. I had a Dodge Shadow for a while. It was a nice little car. Uh, Number eight, famed portrait by Dutch artist Vermeer, Jack Sparrow's first desire, funny or die foul-mouthed toddler.
3: Yeah, shame we're not uh, talking about Mia Goth right now and her marvelous portrayal in that new horror movie. But uh, we went with Pearl.
4: Yeah, she wouldn't give Will Ferrell a break on his rent. Uh, I believe that was Pearl.
5: It was Pearl. The portrait girl with a pearl earring and Jack Sparrow, of course, is after the black pearl. Number nine, pink animated character voiced by Anna Kendrick, presidential patriarch's family nickname, one of the ingredients in an everything bagel.
3: I want to be honest, I only thought about the everything bagel and took the only ingredient that would be a good name or a nickname and we went with Poppy.
0: We also had trouble with this one, but also landed on Poppy.
5: Points for both teams. Anna Kendrick played Poppy in Trolls. Poppy was the nickname of George H.W. Bush, and Poppy Seeds are part of an Everything Bagel. Number 10, Crazy Town's One-Hit Wonder, one-fourth of the individual medley opener of the Reading Rainbow theme song.
4: Butterfly. I just realized that that was like a swimming thing for the second one, but yeah, we said we Butterfly. We just tuned
3: it out after <laughs> Crazy Town.
5: <laughs> Once you hear Crazy Town, you don't need much else, right? Yeah. It is Butterfly. Sorry.
3: And uh, that brings each of our scores to a cool hundo because we aced that round. uh,
4: Crushing it.
3: Crushing it. All right. Let's move on to round two.
5: Round two, question one. The category is, when did that happen? So I'm going to give you three clues to events from the same year. If you guess the exact year they are all from, you get 10 points. Five points if you're within two years. Either way. Playing for the Philadelphia Warriors, Wilt Chamberlain scores 100 points in a single game against the New York Knicks. Marilyn Monroe is found dead at her Brentwood home at age 36. The Jetsons premieres on ABC.
3: All right, so these guys are locked in. Uh, Jeff, I just watched that Blonde movie, right? and then I was reading some stuff about Marilyn Monroe, so I think it's early 60s.
2: I think you're right. I was thinking late 50s, but that's, I think, when Wilt Chamberlain started playing. Um, or when he had like college records, I
3: would be comfortable with sixty-three. Maybe. Well, she's saying
2: She sang "Happy Birthday, Mr. President," right? So Kennedy was inaugurated in sixty. So it has to be. You're sixty-one. So it has to be in this early. Six. Let's say like the early. 60s. And that was kind
3: of her downfall around she that time. She so.
2: was. I would say I am th- putting her born twenty-nine makes sense. I like sixty-four. As an okay, answer.
3: we'll go sixty-four.
4: That is some amazing, amazing reasoning from Jeff with the uh, the John F. Kennedy. Th- logic there um but i'm uh percent sure this is 1962 i've seen will chamberlain hold up that 100 with the date underneath it a million times what did you do you think the same thing scott
0: i had it between 62 and 63 so if you've got thunder or 62 we can go with that yep
4: locking in 1962
5: and the correct answer is 1962
3: nice can't beat that well we'll take our five points on that one
5: all right question number two is one hell of a dame what late dame of the British Empire made her name as Emma Peel on the 60s British TV show The Avengers and was still killing the TV game and Prince Joffrey five decades later as Queen of Thorns Olenna Tyrell on Game of Thrones?
2: Give me a sec.
4: Yeah. Um, not, a, not a single clue on this side for me.
0: Man, I got a guess on this, but I don't, I don't know if you've got thunder on it or not.
4: Okay, Um,
3: Jeff has uh, remembered the name. We were struggling for a second, but we're good to go. And I verify that that's correct.
4: All right, so they're all locked in. You said you had a guess. What were you thinking, Scott? I was
0: thinking Vanessa Redgrave, but I could be wrong.
4: Oh, that's a strong name. It's a name I've heard of. So those are two things that I like. I think we can lock in with that then if you got nothing else. I don't I don't have much else, but I, I'm uh, it's another
0: one. It's kind of like the uh, the previous actor guess uh, where I think yeah. I'm in the right
4: ballpark, but I'm not quite dead on with it. So all right, well, either way, we're gonna lock in with Vanessa Redgrave.
2: Okay, so that's a good guess. Um, I mean, Vanessa Redgrave, definitely a, a talented actress in her own right. Talented acting family. Um, pretty sure oh, – I don't – this is so tough. Diana I, Rigg. I think it's Diana Rigg. Yeah.
5: All right, points for one team. The correct answer is Diana Rigg. Good
3: job.
2: I just wanted yeah. to keep saying Riggs, Murtaugh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he wrote down Riggs. I was like, I think it's Rigg.
2: Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, she was a Bond girl when she was younger. She was in the um, the who was the first uh, the Dr. Sean Nell? Connery Doctor. So right she was there. like one of the first two or three movies. Okay, quite fetching when she was young. That's all I remember.
4: Okay.
5: <laughs> I, I <laughs> <tried> that <laughs> <off>. <laughs> All right, category three is horsing around. Inspired by the personal emblem of World War One fighter pirate Francesco Baracca, which he painted on his airplanes for luck, what automobile manufacturer's logo is a prancing horse called the Cavallino Rampante?
4: So they're probably guessing Kia. Uh, I'm not. A-
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably. the Nine Inch Nails logo now.
4: Oh, uh, that's right. Um, so my first thought was Ferrari. Do they have a horse? That's I what was,
2: I wrote down was Ferrari. I
0: was going back and forth between that and Lamborghini, but Lamborghini's a bull, I believe.
4: Yeah. And so, it sounds Italian. So I And think
0: I that, know it's the horse on the, yeah, on the back to
3: it
4: seems like it's legs. prancing. I don't know. Yeah. I've never investigated too much because you know never been
3: um, that close to a Ferrari.
4: No, hmm. that's not true. I remember <laughs> I worked in Beverly Hills. I saw them all the time. <laughs> I just wasn't allowed to get near them. <laughs> don't touch. Um, yeah. So I think we're good locking in with Ferrari.
3: Yeah, we said the same thing.
5: Yep, it's Ferrari. Nice work. Category four is in the pocket. Not to be outshone by his legendary taller and older brother, which NHL center blasted off to a record as the player with the most Stanley Cup wins with 11? Give both first and last name for this answer, s'il vous plaît.
3: All right, we uh, we just locked in a guess. It's kind of random. uh, Not good with historical hockey stuff, to be honest.
4: Well, (laughs) Are you good with hockey stuff, Scott? I know it's Rocket Richard's
0: brother. I know it's Maurice Richard's brother.
4: Is it Pierre Richard? What is his name? He was also on the Canadians, right? When they were winning all those. Clubs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're both on the Canadians. I think he also hopped over maybe to the Leafs for a time and won some more cups, but
2: I can't remember exactly. Funny. As soon as they said that, I was like, yep, I know who it is.
4: Uh, it's like Henri. Is that is that it? It's our
0: in the pocket has to be a clue, but I don't know French at all. So I'm guessing whatever pocket has to be pocket rocket. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Uh, pretty sure. We can go Henri
4: if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's. I don't know if that's exactly it, but I think it sounds. Um,
0: that yeah, sounds right. It's it sounds good. Yeah.
5: All
3: so right. So we can lock. Yeah, we'll lock in with Henry, Henri Richard. Richard. Jeff <laughs> thinks that's correct now that he's heard it, uh, but we just locked in with a Savard.
5: So 10 points to Accounting Crows. It's Henri Richard. Nice. nice,
0: good teamwork. Excellent job.
5: He was the younger brother of Maurice Richard, who was known as the Rocket, and Henri was only five foot seven, so he was nicknamed the Pocket Rocket.
0: Oh
2: wow, that's hilarious!
5: Uh, that's one of my favorite facts from sports ever. Um, <laughs> category... Definitely my favorite
2: fact from today.
5: <laughs>
2: I'm going to carry that one with me.
5: Category five is Crimea River. An important agricultural region of Vietnam is created by a vast network of tributaries of what river that also flows through China, Myanmar, Thailand, Laos, and Cambodia?
3: We're going to go with Jeff's guess uh, because he's the geography man. So we're locked in. Matt, what do you got?
4: (laughs) Oh, I got a big pile of nothing. Uh,
0: only thing I know is the Yellow River, and I don't know if it's even close to being right, but that's the guess I have.
4: It's a river in the region, and that's the best we have. So sometimes... I know it's a big one, so, yeah, let's hope for the best All let's right. go with that.
2: Let's go with that.
3: Jeff named a river I've never heard of.
2: Yeah, I think it's the Mekong.
5: Points to Hootie and the Brofish. It is the Mekong. And the agricultural region that it creates is the very lush and fruitful Mekong Delta.
3: All right. We quickly lost the lead, then regained it, and then lost it again, and then regained it. So uh, we're at 135. The other team, 130.
5: All right. Question six. You better work. What alliteratively named model publicly supported Democrat Joe Biden in the 2020 U.S. presidential election, despite her family connections to Republican incumbent Donald Trump via her husband, Joshua Kushner, the brother of Ivanka Trump's husband, Jared?
2: Oh, we can lock in. Hmm.
4: The only alliterative model I can think of is Cindy Crawford. That's
0: the one that's stuck in my head that I can't get out, but it can be Cindy Crawford.
2: So I don't know. She could pull twenty years or younger.
0: <laughs> um. So it'd have to be a current model. Yeah. You have anything? I, I, I just yeah drawn a complete blank.
4: Well, let's let's just say Marissa Miller then. Just for fun, sure. Yeah.
2: I believe this is Carly Kloss. It is Carly Kloss.
0: Wow. Good job. I was wrong. I didn't know it.
3: <laughs> i know her for her affiliation to a certain science guy on the netflix show right
4: chris gloss no he makes you jump <laughs>
5: if i recall ready for question seven yes ma'am it's all fun and games until somebody loses an eye Thanks to a mention on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver and the shutdown of sports due to the pandemic, Dutch brothers Jell and Dion Baker saw their YouTube subscribers double to more than 1.3 million in 2020. What simple toys are the focus of their channel?
3: We can lock in. You said like three yeah. or four like Pavlovic sort of <laughs> words for Jeff.
4: Yeah, I feel like I remember talking about this. We got really into watching these YouTube videos. This is this is marble races, right, Scott? Yeah, that's, that's right. It. Yeah, marbles.
2: Yeah, we two said marbles for marble racing.
5: Yep, points for both teams. They race marbles. Question 8, generation gap. The popular Get a Mac series of Apple ads of the late 2000s featured a young, cool actor playing the hip Mac and an older, square actor in a rumpled suit playing stodgy PC. Five points for each actor you name.
2: We're locked in, yeah.
5: Well, you know both?
2: Oh, yeah. know
0: both. Wow. Okay. Uh, Justin Long is the obvious.
4: He is is the the Mac. Mac, right?
0: Who is the PC?
4: Who is... You know what's
2: funny is the PC came to me first. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Who is the PC? He's I the... like how we
3: both knew both of them.
4: <laughs> he's I another
3: one PC, of those that guys. So he,
4: is, he is like a prototypical that guy.
0: Yeah, he's one of those that guys. Oh, he's in that guy. He's that guy. He's, he's in that thing that was out He's a. Week.
4: He's like a corporate guy in virtually everything. Yep. Um, Shoot. I don't know his name. I don't think it's
0: going. I don't think it's going to come to me.
4: Um, well, we have Justin Long. Yeah. We'll always have Justin Long.
3: <laughs> so you got uh, Justin Long. Uh, anybody else coming to you? I
4: don't, I
0: don't think so. Just, just throw out Johnson to have a name. Okay. Yeah. Lucky, Lucky Johnson. John Johnson.
3: You're almost there.
2: Yeah, John.
3: <laughs> John Hodgman.
2: And oh, Long. John Hodgman. He looks great with a mustache, by the way.
5: The judge himself, yes. It's Justin Long and John Hodgman. Nice. Question number nine. Nobody said anything about math. So I'm going to give you a, excuse me. I'm going to give you a trivia math problem and you substitute the numerical answer for each clue and follow the operation in order to solve the equations. Ignore PEMDAS and your answer will be a whole number. The year Ronald Reagan was first elected president, Minus the year the United States entered World War Two, divided by the number of the constitutional amendment that restricts the quartering of soldiers in citizens' homes.
4: Okay. So, I believe is Reagan eighty-four.
0: No, Reagan was eighty. Uh, well, voted in in eighty, took office in January of eighty-one.
4: So we'll uh, say eighty.
0: Well, I think to get to get the math right, it's got to be eighty-one, and then U.S. entered World War Two. Well, it's World War Two, right?
4: Yeah. yeah, Is that forty-one.
0: That was in forty-one, so that's eighty-one minus forty-one is forty.
4: Yeah, but I think that the amendment is Amendment Three. Is
0: that the Third Amendment? Okay. Well, in that case, that makes more sense. I thought, it was, I thought it was. You're right. the Third Amendment. That's right. Okay. It's like it's... In that case, that does make it work. So, thirty-nine divided by three.
4: So we have thirty-nine divided by three to get you thirteen. Thirteen. We're going with Jeff.
2: Yep, one hundred percent. We said nineteen eighty minus nineteen forty-one is thirty-nine divided by three. Thirteen.
5: A plus on your math quiz. Points for both teams. It's thirteen.
4: The fact that it has to be a whole number very much helps because then you can kind of be like, was it this year? Okay, we got it.
5: (laughs) Question number 10, laying down tracks. Running on Empty by Jackson Brown. It Keeps You Running by the Doobie Brothers. Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. And Against the Wind by Bob Seger. Make up the soundtrack to a famous montage in what 1994 film? We can lock in on
2: that. I've never seen the movie, but that's got to be Forrest Gump.
3: It's during one montage,
5: yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Probably the running scene, yeah. I can't believe they put all those songs in the one scene. All right, yeah, we'll say Forrest Gump. What that's is the sound? Think, Scott,
0: that's a soundtrack that is noted for being uh, all American in the uh, acts that it features, primarily all American and 94 is the year for Forrest Gump. We also said Forrest Gump.
5: That's correct. Forrest Gump runs back and forth across the nation because he just felt like running, and any song from the 70s or 80s that had running in the title or lyrics ended up in that montage. It's Forrest Gump.
3: All right, at the end of regulation, looks like we're at 185 here at Hootie and the Brofish, whereas Accounting Crows, a little bit behind at 165, but still a strong score. Anything can happen in the final so let's get the categories.
5: All right. Categories for your final round are the athlete, the criminal, the brain, the princess, and the basket case.
4: These are the various Spice Girls. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's funny. I looked at my game the last time that I came on and hosted, and the final round was Spice Girls themed. So...
3: All right, both teams have their wagers locked in. Everybody's feeling confident. Uh, The scores have been pretty high this game, so it looks like everybody's just going all in. So let's have the questions.
5: Question number one, the athlete. Roger Federer has won 20 Grand Slam men's singles tennis titles and consistently been ranked number one in the world. He's also played in four Olympic games and won two medals, one in singles and one in doubles, competing for what country? Question two, the criminal. In the 2006 film The Departed, Jack Nicholson plays Frank Costello, an Irish-American mob boss who is loosely based on what real-life gangster who headed Boston's Winter Hill gang? Question three, the brain. In addition to his groundbreaking work in electromagnetism, Michael Faraday also made chemical discoveries, including what hydrocarbon with the formula C6H6 that gives gasoline its unique sweet smell? Question four, the princess. When Kate Middleton walked down the aisle to marry Prince William at Westminster Abbey in 2011, she was wearing a dress designed by Sarah Burton, the creative director of what British fashion label with a perhaps fitting name given Kate's future role? Question five, the basket case. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about the fact that Basket Case is Green Day's only entry on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, coming in at number 150. Basket Case was the third single released from Green Day's breakthrough 1994 album Dookie. Name any two of the other four singles from Dookie, any of which, in your host's opinion, could have made that list.
3: All
1: right. Uh, we will be right back after this short break. So turn to the nerds to answer your real world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say.
0: Cat and Jethro, box
2: of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies?
3: All the answers are now locked in. Uh, We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, We're taking a slight lead into the final. Uh, We may squander it. Maybe not. Let's see.
5: All right, question one. The athlete, Roger Federer, has won 20 Grand Slam men's singles tennis titles, consistently been ranked number one in the world. He's also played in four Olympic Games and won two medals. Competing for what country?
2: So Roger Federer is Swiss. I'm like 100% positive. I remember the flag every time he played, the little red with the White plus, Cross, so we said Switzerland.
4: We also said Switzerland.
5: Roger Federer is Swiss. Points for both teams. Question two, The Criminal. In the 2006 film The Departed, Jack Nicholson plays Frank Costello, an Irish-American mob boss loosely based on what real-life gangster? We
3: weren't positive on this one, but we went with Whitey Bulger.
0: We were a little more sure on this one, and we also went with Whitey Bulger.
5: Yep. Played by, later by Johnny Depp in the movie Black Mass, an actual biopic of Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. Question three, the brain. In addition to his work in electromagnetism, Michael Faraday discovered what hydrocarbon, formula C6H6, that gives gasoline its sweet smell?
2: And we said benzene.
5: Mm,
4: we didn't know. We were just channeling our inner Hank Hill and said propane.
5: Points for Hootie and the Brofish for Benzene. Question for the princess. When Kate Middleton married Prince William in 2011, she walked down the aisle wearing a dress designed by Sarah Burton, the creative director of what British fashion label, with a perhaps fitting name given her future role?
3: Jeff thought it was something with
2: whales. Future role. Yeah, not her current role. Yeah, we said whales apparel.
4: sounds very cool i think with the the queen recently passing uh kate moves up a, a spot on her way to be being the queen so we said alexander mcqueen
5: that is exactly right accounting crows alexander mcqueen and number five the basket case um Green Day's only entry on Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time is Basket Case from their 1994 album Dookie. I was looking for any two of the other four singles from Dookie.
3: Well, uh, we've canceled each other out with uh, one wrong answer each in this uh, final. So it's going to come down to this question. We're saying Longview and Welcome to Paradise.
4: Hmm. We also said "Welcome to Paradise." We said "When I Come Around," and I hope that Longview isn't one, even though I know it is. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, the four singles from the four other singles were Longview, "When I Come Around," "Welcome to Paradise," and the radio-only single "She."
3: That concludes today's game with a very respectable two fifty-five. That is a high score. It is accounting uh, crows. But uh, we just couldn't be caught in that final with 275. Uh, Hootie and the Brofish are today's cream of the crop.
2: Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah.
3: Good job, Jeff. That was a a good one. You came up with a lot of answers there.
2: As did you. That's how this works.
3: Excellent Excellent job to uh, Scott and Matt. Good good, uh, playing with you today.
0: And like I said earlier, it's great to be on. It's great to see everybody again too.
3: Yes, for so, sure. Uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll say goodbye to you first, Scott. Uh, any any last shout outs that you want to give?
0: No, nothing really. Just uh, again, appreciative to be on. Thanks for uh, having me uh, back on. It's again, great to see everybody, and uh, nothing much for me to plug or uh, push out there. So. Just thanks again.
3: All right, always a pleasure. And uh Kylie, great game today. A lot of fun questions. That's probably why you do it professionally cuz you're good at it. Uh Thank any you. last shout-outs or uh, remind everybody about your company?
5: Yeah, it's Brainwave Trivia. You can check me out at brainwavetrivia.com or on any of the social media platforms. And just a shout-out to my husband Tim who is my number one playtester
3: nice very nice and uh that'll do it for today just want to remind everybody as always it's an airwave media podcast uh where you can find other great podcasts such as i know what scares you the constant and clever clever something we hope to be yeah but don't always succeed at but that'll be today's game for kylie scott uh neil wherever he may be my my good friend on the uh, computer screen matt A good friend sitting across from me, Jeff, and I'm Ken, and that was Triviality.